Welcome to Life is a Metaphor mini podcast where we explore the many metaphors that life has to offer. Okay, so I am next to a rushing river. So I know that the sound is off, but it is a very cool place to talk about a metaphor uh, that came up recently, a quote that I heard. And I wasn't really sure what I thought about it. It actually had me thinking for quite a little while. Um, But I have some things put together about it that I wanted to just express. The quote is, the thirsty heart wants poison. And I see plenty of truth in it. It's a very powerful quote. You couldn't say that it's incorrect. Um, But at the same time, there's an element of it that I didn't like. Um, Like that this self-sabotage aspect, like this concept or this presumption that if we actually get thirsty... Or when a heart is thirsty. Like if you were to take the quote to mean, when a heart gets thirsty, it wants poison. Um, That would be the part that I'm not super into. It's that self-doubt. Like we do that a lot as humans where we just think, like what if I'm just wanting bad things for myself? What if I'm just tricking myself? What if I've turned on myself? What if I'm just wanting poison? And this happened a lot... um, when I was exploring like changing my diet due to my food allergies, I have celiac disease. There were a lot of people out there um, sort of suggesting, well, you know what? I don't even know if I should get into whether that's medically correct or incorrect because sometimes it actually does show that, you know, if you, um, you do crave some poison, you know, from this, if you are eating, if you are allergic or having a toxic um, autoimmune response to gluten, which if you have celiac disease, then you are, you know, um, then you somehow crave gluten. (laughs) Um, But it's kind of to maintain the toxicity levels that your body has now acclimated to, um, or just to maintain what is now stasis to it. It's very much like a person that drinks a ton of alcohol and their body becomes used to or acclimated to a certain blood alcohol content. Um, and so they actually feel like withdrawal and like they're not doing okay if they don't at least have some of that poison. Uh, so yes, in a way, when you have a certain scenario, like when things get so bad, um, but it doesn't happen like from the get-go. I mean, it's not like you know, you crave poisonous things in a balanced state. You would have had to have had the poisonous things to such a degree that then that becomes your new normal. And then, you know, so anyway, that's kind of the element of this quote that was bothering me too, because it's not wrong. The thirsty heart does crave poison, but it also made it seem like anytime the heart is thirsty, it craves poison. And I was thinking, you know, but it it's when the heart gets so thirsty, a certain degree of thirst, you know, when it's so desperately thirsty, not just like needs a drink of water and a mild thirst, a natural thirst, a healthy thirst, but when the thirst has gotten unhealthy or out of balance because it is so deep and so grave that now 
that thirst, that thirsty heart craves poison. And um, I feel like that's an important distinction because we get so wrapped up in self-doubt. We're like, gosh, how can I trust myself? How do I know if I'm not just craving something that's bad for me? How do I know if I'm not just tricking myself? How do I know if I want something that's not really what I want? You know, and yeah, we can do that, but not as often as I think that we think. And when your mind is in that state of doubting oneself, the funny thing is, then you will be tricking yourself a lot more than you think. You know, like if you can get to a place of self-trust, that's actually the place where you can, you're not tricking yourself, you're not craving the poison. That's a state of balance, you know, but when we are so kind of out of balance or out of whack, thinking that any little thing that we do, we might be lying to ourselves and that we kind of think of ourselves as our own worst enemy or our own adversary. If you are going around in this place where you think that you're your own adversary, well then you kind of are already in that place where things are out of balance and funny enough, like even considering yourself as an adversary puts you into a deeper place of heart thirst, you know, where you you are at that sort of warning, warning, red light flashing um, zone of thirst where, yeah, gosh, now you're more likely to crave poison. Um, Anyway, so it's just sort of a vicious cycle. Like, well, then how do you get out of it then? You know, uh, I'm doubting myself because I might want poison. And maybe, you know, because I'm doubting myself, I make myself more likely to want poison. And uh, what do I do? You know, and to me, um, in thinking about this, I heard this other person talking about self-sabotage and I loved how they put it together. Like something and what they said about it kind of unified all these things. And that was, um, they sort of took the stance that self-sabotage isn't really a thing. Like you can do things that are horrible for yourself. You can do things that are like seemingly like, golly, why would that person do that? You know, seemingly stupid and self-sabotaging things, you know, like you can definitely do things that appear to be self-sabotaging, but at a more fundamental level, true self-sabotage doesn't really exist because What's going on with that person who is making a horrible choice for themselves and like doing, doing something painful for themselves, um, they are picking the lesser of two painful options is basically what this person was saying. They are, you don't realize because you're not in their world and it seems absolutely ridiculous why they made that choice and no adult or no self loving person would ever make a stupid, you know, totally self-sabotaging idea. They would never make a decision like that. Um, But it's like you don't know inside of their reality, they are actually choosing between options that they see as worse Um, and they are choosing the lesser option of a lot of bad options. Now, maybe they have great options and they aren't seeing them, you know? Yes, maybe so. But from their perspective and what they're seeing, they have nothing but options that will bring them more sabotage, more destruction, more pain or whatever, and they're choosing the lesser of, which I thought was an interesting concept. 
Um, I actually think that even that one needs to be kind of smoothed out into this metaphor of the poison a little too because um, that goes into that imbalance place, you know? It's not just that. It's like everything has been thrown out of balance so badly in that person's life that it is like the alcoholic who is, their stasis, their regular place of, you know, homeostasis actually is the word, but their place um, of balance and regularity and what they're used to is blood alcohol at a certain level because it has gotten that toxic in their um point of view in their vessel uh, that now to maintain what it is used to and what has become the new normal um, it craves poison you know and anyway so I think there's some element of that in there too where this person has a lot of pain in their life and they've got a lot of destruction in their life whether it's because of the world that they live in and the people that surround them and the decisions and the choices that they see other people making and, um, you know, and then themselves. Like, of course, they, the emotional maturity levels that they've been exposed to and then therefore they haven't developed a lot for themselves or maybe just the problem-solving skills. And, you know, they just... Sometimes it is through no fault of their own. That can be the case. And then other times it is a slow build that has gotten to a level of, you know, now this person can't see any less painful options. They're just choosing between a horrible option and an even worse option. Uh, and that's kind of how they see it. So I don't know. I thought, okay, that is a good way to describe this whole quote about craving poison of all of it the thing that I don't like the most is this inability to trust the self or this really unclear uncertain um, you know how do I know if I can even believe myself I, I think this gives some information there because it's like actually yourself is inherently trustable there is nothing that is trying to sabotage you. There is no part of you that actually is so broken that you can't trust it because it's actually trying to feed you poison. <laughs> um, you know, it's not, you are not your own adversary. Like inherently, the self is a thing to be trusted. And getting towards that place of trust is always the best way to health. In the meantime, though, you do have to watch out for um, the fact that you might be in such a place that you're picking from bad and worse options. And if you see that all of your options are bad and even worse, or if you're not sure if what you're wanting is good for you, or, you know really you can sort of just broaden the lens a little if you can then okay if all you see are bad options don't just pick one that's like the lesser of the bad options but maybe keep 
looking and see what else you could see that might be an improvement on an option because like with enough creativity and with enough trust in yourself because yourself is this like limitless uh, fountain of creativity sit with yourself on it some some more time and what can you find can't you find something that at least improves upon in a small way the bad or the worst decision you know so that you don't end up making one that you know is still a still rough i mean if you can can you not have trust in yourself that you can um and you know it's a long way back too. like part of the other grace that you give yourself and trust that you give yourself is that like, oh yeah, so I have gotten way out of normal range or I'm, you know, in a place where horrible, destructive decisions is the norm and um, for my life and I don't see a lot of other easily and readily available things. But number one, I'll sit and I'll go beyond easy and readily and like dig in a little harder and see if I can come up with something that actually could be creative and, and be an improvement. But then number two, I'll also realize as a part of my trust and love with myself that I have to get my way back inch by inch. It might be a little bit of a ways back to that balanced place. Um, and so I might have to make a few decisions that are not um, what I might want as ideal, but as long as I can see them as an improvement upon the other one, I'm going to go with those and give myself the grace to do it and then keep moving that direction. And I'm going to keep my eye on the prize, which is the balanced state where, you know, destructive is not the norm um, and pain is not the norm. And, you know, blood alcohol content really high is not the norm um, and I'm not craving poison you know I think I kind of want to debunk the fundamental principles of that I'm not actually craving poison or wanting poison my heart doesn't actually ever want poison it's just that when I am so damn thirsty and there is nothing to drink out here in this desert besides poison and other poison like you know I can either drink the venom of this desert snake or I can drink the actual sand but those are the only two options because I am in such a deep state of thirst and I'm so far gone and so far away from anything that could help my thirst if I've got sand and venom as my two options uh, which one am I going to drink? I'm so thirsty. I need something. What do I do? You know, does my heart actually want poison or does my heart just want something to fucking drink? <laughs> um, and so it finds itself thinking sand looks good or it finds itself thinking venom might work because it just wants something to drink so badly. And that's not actually what my heart wants, but I recognize in moments like that where I think, oh my gosh, that quote where my heart is wanting poison actually kind of feels true. I think my heart is starting to want poison. Well, hey, if your heart is starting to seemingly want poison, you trust yourself and you know that your heart 
like, or at least extend some trust to yourself and some love to yourself if you can and realize, hey, my heart doesn't actually naturally or just like fundamentally want poison. It's just that it is so thirsty and wants something to drink so badly right now in this place. And I must be in this place. This is my cue. This is my sign. This is my nudge that I'm in a place way far away from water, you know, way out of balance in an extreme place where, you know, no water is the norm. Pain and destruction are the norm. And oh my gosh, like my heart is craving something like water, something to drink so badly, or maybe it's connection or so, you know, something so badly that it's actually considering drinking sand or it's actually considering drinking venom because like those are the options, you know? And, um, so what do you do? You know, gosh, might you have to drink a little venom? Might you have to be a long way back? I mean, to get back to where you can get some water. I mean, it's, it's tough to extend the metaphor into, uh, all these little nooks and crannies, but ultimately I think that, you know, when I hear a quote like that, the thirsty heart craves poison, I think it kind of takes away something of this fundamental trust in the relationship of self. And I already see it lacking in people. You know, I already see them thinking that they are their own worst en- enemy and they've got these adversarial relationships with the self. And maybe I don't know. There's so much doubt floating around of like, maybe I shouldn't trust what I want. And maybe, you know, and I just, I think maybe you should look at it closely. Maybe you should. Because you do need to look at your scenario closely. Are you in a scenario where what you're wanting is sand and venom because you're, you know, so far out of balance? Um, and is the real thing that you are is thirsty? I mean, so I think there's some sweet, compassionate sort of revelation because it says the thirsty heart seeks poison, not just the heart seeks poison. Uh you know, the thirsty one. I think that was where the emphasis was, you know, because that's the part you have to feel compassion for that thirst. Make sure your heart doesn't get to thirsty if you can, but when it does, yes, then you need to be aware and check your situation and that you're not about to go for drinking venom, you know, but you might actually have to drink some scuzzy pond water to cure that thirst that is not ideal to get yourself through this really tough situation and but keep your eye on the prize of getting back to where real water is um that you know pain and destruction is not the norm and that a blood alcohol content with this is not the norm you know get back to where your body actually wants to be or your being actually wants to be and don't be your enemy by mistrusting yourself as the enemy, you know, don't think that it's wise to see yourself as a potential adversary. That's not wise. You know, that's sort of this thing that starts you down a a place into a place of imbalance, but do be wise and have extra compassion for yourself and look into the details of your scenario. Um, Am I acting in a way that others might view as self-sabotage or that I even experience as self-sabotage because 
I'm so far out of a state of balance that my new norm, and I don't see other solutions. I am just picking the lesser of two horrible options because I am so far down the pain rabbit hole that I don't see any options that aren't all creating pain in my life or creating destruction in my life. Um, and so I'm going to diligently know that about myself and trust that my heart does know that poison isn't what it actually wants. You know, it, it can be trusted. Its thirst can be trusted. But my environment and where I've ended up is what I need to keep an extra vigilant eye on. And then I need to have trust that this isn't my only option. I think that's what people get so far down a pain rabbit hole that they think life is only just pain and destruction. And these are the only options they'll ever have to choose from. So they might as well start picking. Have trust that that isn't fundamentally what's available. There is clean water somewhere. You don't have to drink venom, uh, you know, but you might for a little while as you work back to balance. You know, there is a different homeostasis available for your body besides the blood alcohol content <laughs> of such and such, you know, like, and it did feel good there. And, you know, it's where your body longs to be and, you know, that, that kind of thing. I think it, it's at least helps build some trust in the self while also being vigilant. Vigilant is wise. But that is a place of trusting the self even more because you want to listen to all the details and look even further into what the self is going through and ask it even more detailed questions like is this poison that you're after you know like you want to really double check those things that's what vigilant is and it is an act of wanting to hear more from the self letting the self be seen more to more detail um, and kind of trusting the self more instead of thinking, oh, do I even know what I want? Can I even know what I want? Am I tricking myself? Isn't myself my own worst enemy? I don't know, because I just feel like that, that leads us down a really confusing place. It is never fun and takes us away from the thing, honestly, that we will get the most enjoyment from, and that is a strong relationship from ourself in this lifetime. Um, that's why I liked when this person said self-sabotage doesn't exist. I was like, oh yeah, tell me more. I would love for that to be true. <laughs> um, how so? Uh, anyway, all right. So that is how I ended up feeling the most, like that I was able to take in the beauty from that quote that the thirsty, big emphasis on thirsty heart craves poison or wants poison. So if you find yourself drinking poison or wanting poison, pay attention to that word thirsty. Go and tend to the self and the thirst and have compassion for that thirst and like manage that, you know, um, instead of thinking, man, that fiendish, devilish heart. Whenever it gets thirsty, it just wants poison. Ah, shouldn't listen to that heart thing because it's a real trickster. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that leads us. It doesn't lead me to any place where I get more empowerment, you know. Thank you so much for listening. 
I've always loved playing with ideas and deepening in any way that I can. I find it brings connection back. It enlivens you, especially if you're using real play and games to do it. So come and check out all the games and stuff that we've got going on at bringconnectionback.com.